Hey everyone, welcome back to Capital Chatter. I'm your host, Violet Ravenstow. And I'm Emerson Winswick. Um, yay, we're back. I messed up last week's thing. But yeah, I completely we watched the movie and then I forgot. I literally just forgot to do it. So that's on me. But um yeah, before we get into today's topic, um, which is Mocking J Part One, the movie. Um, I have for you the results of episode 35's poll. It's still open, so if you guys are listening now and you forgot to respond, go for it. Still put in your thing. Like, it can change over time. So, the question was, who do you prefer as Katniss's best friend? Um, and we have some mixed, mixed results. Um, technically, in last place is Prim, who just, yeah. Um, but then tied for second to last place are Gail and Joanna. And I know Joanna wasn't an option, but we had someone um like email in and just be like, I vote for Joanna. So I'll I'm giving them that. And then tied for first place is Finnick and Madge. Um yay. Go Finnick and Madge. Honestly like I feel like I would say the same thing. Um I like I love Finnick and Katniss and I love Madge and Katniss. And Obviously, I don't love Gail and Katniss. And, like, I like Joanna and Katniss, but I don't think we've gotten enough of them together yet. Their friendship to fully blossom. So, yeah. Emerson, do you have anything to say about the results? Um, was this from the when I left early last time? Maybe. I have no idea. Because I have, I don't remember the context for this. So oh, maybe, yeah, I have no idea what the context was either, but it seems maybe this is because I remember I had to leave early last time. No, so this wasn't from last time. This was two times ago because we do we give people like two weeks to listen in to answer in. So this would have been well, two episodes ago, but that's fine. Um, I yeah, yeah. All right. So, yeah, this week we're just discussing the third movie, Mockingjay Part One. Not a great movie, but yeah. Also, I'm sorry. I apologize for last week. I literally just forgot to do it, and then it was too late. So, yeah, we're gonna do our same sort of um thing. I will expect that this episode is gonna be a lot shorter than usual because Mockingjay Part One is not very contentful, and it's just like obviously we already talked about the book, so it's like whatever. All right, so the first section we have is castings. And again, like this one's short because most of the people in this book, in this movie, we've met before. But so first off, we have President Coyne, who is played by Julianne Moore. So Emerson, what did you think of this actor being cast as her? I thought she was really good. Yeah, me too. Um, I think that like, one of the main features of President Coin in the books is her hair. And like Katniss is constantly talking about how straight it is. And I feel like they did a good job with this too. But also like she just kind of looks like very imposing, but like old. And I think she did a good job too. Um, and like the character of President Coin in the movie seemed very on point with the version in the book i don't know it was good it was a good casting she like didn't talk a lot but when she did talk i think that's pretty good all right 
So next is Cressida, who is the lady with the cool tattoos and the hair. That's the director. Um, and she's played by Natalie Dormer. Um, so what did you think of this one? Well, I mean, she wasn't exactly like how I imagined it. All right. Like, I, I mean, I don't know how to describe how I did imagine her. Like, <laughs> how she was described in the book, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I, I guess I just didn't imagine her like that. But I think she did a good job being, like, a director and being, like, okay, now act awesome. Yeah. Like, or act sad. Like, she was a very good director person. Yeah, and I think that, like, it, the the version um, in the movies is, like, very bad tush, which I think is cool. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. I really like Cressida in the movies. I feel like she's honestly might be a better version in the movies than in the books. Because she just seems like more cool. I don't know how to put it anyway else, but like you know, just she's like in the tattoos. I love her hair and the tattoos on the side. And I think it shows how like artsy she is. So yeah, I like Cressida a lot. Um, so then we have Boggs, who's played by, I might mess this up, but Mahershala Ali. Um, what did you think of him? Um, I thought that he was really, like, I thought that he was really good. And I thought that, like, well, I mean, I did think that in the movie, um, Sorry, I just lost my train of thought. You're good. You're good. Um, did you get it? Back oh, no, in the, okay, I remember. So in okay. the movie, they like didn't show like because you know we were kind of theorizing about the like father daughter bond kind of a thing that was developing. Yeah, it was starting to develop, but that didn't that wasn't really evident in. Agreed. So yeah. yeah. Um, but I do think, like, what we saw of Boggs was pretty cool. Yeah. He seemed very just, like, down to earth. Um, I appreciate that he is a person of color because, um, we didn't have a lot of them. Like, so there was some good representation. Yeah. And, yeah, he did a good job. Like, again, Boggs did not have as big of a part in the books, like, in the movies as he did in the books. Yeah. Um, all right, next one. Castor and Pollux. I'm just going to do them together because they spend all their time together. So Castor is played by Wes Chath- Chatham. Wes Chatham is how I'm going to go with that pronunciation. And um, Pollux is played by Eldon Henson. And I don't know, they're a cool duo. Like, Pollux has a bigger thing because he's an A-box. So there's the whole part where Katniss sings and whatever. Mm-hmm. But like... It's good. They both did a good job. Yeah. But I also, like, I don't think that their performance was, like, super memorable either. You know? But it was good. Honestly, not a lot of people are in this movie other than, like, Katniss. Like, this is just a Katniss movie. Yeah. And then the last one that we have is Masala, who's played by Evan Ross and literally is barely in this book. In the movie. 
So I don't even know if I have any comments about him. Because he just, like, didn't show up very much. Yeah. But that's okay. Um, He's just, he's crested as, like, helper person. And he's just like, hey, I'm Masala. And then, it like, we never see him again, so. Whatever. All right. Those are castings. Like I said, like, lit- this, I'm sorry, y'all, but for listeners, but this is going to be a short episode. Like, we just don't have a lot to talk about. All right. So, on to costumes. Um, obviously just some memorable ones. So first off is Katniss's Mockingjay Rebellion outfit. I'm actually, I'm going to look up a picture of it right now. Katniss Mockingjay Rebellion outfit, um, which is designed by Cinna. Oh, it's right here. So I don't know. It's cool. I think it's very like, um, Oh, it's very militaristic, but still is stylish and like she stands out. I think the breastplate is nice. Um, and she's like the this like neck collar thingy, my bob, which is fun. I'm like trying to look at it. Yeah, but like I like how the Emerson. Do you have a picture of it pulled up? Um, it's loading. All right, you're good, you're good. I'll keep going. The breastplate, like, the top of it is, it's, like, sideways, so there's, like, an angle, which I think is cool. It's just, like, for stylistic purposes. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's, like, all black. It's, it's not, like, super intense, but it also is definitely different than what everyone else is wearing. Yeah, I like that she has the, the like you know the, for her bow and arrow like she has oh, the yeah. glove, that is very helpful. Yeah. Have you seen my Bruce by the way? I have um, not. I'll, I'll show you later. But basically, in our school has this, uh, physical education curriculum called Adventure Pursuits where it's basically like rock climbing and like rollerblading and camping and kayaking and stuff like that. It's so much fun. Um, I love it. And right now we're on our archery unit and I have this big bruise on my elbow from where the string of the bow keeps like snapping on my arm. Ugh! oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, no, thank you. I'll pass. That's, I am not taking adventure pursuits. I took regular gym. But. Boring. Yeah, I know, a little boring. Whatever, it's fine. Um, yeah, but I do think that finger thing is helpful. And it, like, just shows how much Cinna was thinking about it. Also, I think it's interesting that, like, in the movie, the Mockingjay pin that she wears with the outfit is black. But, like, in the picture I'm looking at, like, you can still see it, but it's, like, very hidden. But I think that's still cool that she's still wearing that. So, okay, that's Katniss's outfit. And then the other thing is the District 13 uniforms. So, like, because everyone has to wear the same thing. So I'm looking this up, too. District, District 13 Hunger Games uniform. Um, oh, okay, so it's just, like, all gray. 
basically. But yeah, I'm looking this this up. It's a lot of gray. And I I think it's good. It's interesting, like everyone has sort of they've all got gray. It's basically like a gray button down and then a belt. Unless you're Effie, who has somehow managed to make hers more stylish. Um Well so okay, so with Effie's costumes in this one, like I love that she finds a way to be like 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 stylish. Yeah. You know, it's like but like like some of the like lines that um uh what's what's the actor's name? Emma no, not Emma. Oh my god. I know uh, this. Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, thank you. Um, that like the way she like delivers some of the lines where she's like, Well, it's gray, but at least you I don't like think Yeah actually. But like there are some lines that she delivers that's like that Elizabeth Banks delivers like about like the clothes or like the clothes and how Effie is like complaining about how yeah everything in district or in district 13 is like I think it's very on point for her and it's it's funny that that scene was funny um but yeah honestly okay the thing is like I don't hate these district 13 outfits like they're they're a little basic but the pants they're like really like loose sort of um I would call them like paper bag pants because you know you've got your paper bag shorts but these are like paper bag pants and honestly like they look kind of comfy so I'm looking up I'm looking up more pictures of her outfits all right go for it but yeah it's a lot of gray and it has a lot of pockets is the other thing I noticed like it's very much it's very much industrial so everyone's just got their like um gray pants gray pockets but it could be worse oh i found a good one yeah also like she like with the um like the headscarf thing she's like it was popular when i was when i was a teenager maybe i can bring it back exactly yep let the water boil um my mom's making pasta. Yum. <laughs> I wish. We're not having pasta. Anyway. Yep, that's that. But I don't know. I, like, don't hate the... Di- like, I thought... Bait, the way that they describe them in the book is much more ugly than how they are in real life. Or how the movie interpreted them. All right. Next one. So now we're on to set and scenery. Um. So this is all about, like... Yeah, just set and scenery. So the first thing is District 13 as a whole. Like, how do we think that they encapsulated and captured? I don't know. Just how did we think that they showed? Just, like, was it good, do you think? Yeah, I think that, like, you know, with the un- underground bunker or whatever, it was, like, mm-hmm. it was it was good. <laughs> Agreed. I also think that they did, like, a pretty... I don't think that District 13 was, like, a hard thing to do, either. Like, it's pretty just... It's very unfanciful. It's like, okay, there's a lot of tunnels. Like, um, but I also think they did a good job of just showing how industrial it is and how, like... I don't know. It just... 
I think they did a good job with District 13. And I think there's that one section where they're like meeting because President Coyne is talking to them all. And I think that was really good because um, it like showed how many people lived in District 13. Yeah. Um, so I thought that they did a good job with District 13. And then the other one is um, District 12 after it has been bombed. Um, so how do we think they did with this? Well, I thought it was like interesting how like after it was bombed, like you could see the like you could see the damage, you could see like all the layers. Uh-huh. And like there was like, you know, a burst pipe or whatever, so you could you could see the like water. Yeah. like down. But it was weird how it was just like a hole like in the ground because since they're supposed to be underground. It, I just thought it was weird, first of all. Wait, for District 13 or District 12? Oh, for District 12. It says 13 on the document. You said, oh, wait. <laughs> you must have changed it or something. Or maybe I'm just, you know, super Yeah, scared. well, we were, we were talking about District 13. Right, maybe, maybe. And then I, and then I switched really, to Bobby. Really, really tired that's also very possible no but if you go on about district 13 sorry if you have more to say about just i don't want to cut you off so what were you saying no i was gonna say about like the roses too oh yeah go for it um yeah so like i thought it was like like it it painted like when they did the um when the capital bomb district 13 like um, I think that they, they like painted the nice picture of the like all the roses like filling just this like debris like this basically crater just like filled with dust and debris and also creepy president roses. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, sorry, I I think I said District Thirteen. But I meant District 12. Um, but I agree. Like the when they're just walking around and like looking at the damage, I think they did a that was also um all right. So now on to District 12. So how do we think they did with the whole um District 12 bombing when Katniss goes to visit there? Um well for um for like the Victor's Village, I thought that there would be at least a little bit more. Like, I mean, obviously, like if the Victor's Village wasn't like hit as bad, like I still think there would be some. Wait, can sorry, can you say that again? You cut out for a second. Oh, like the Victor's Village. Yeah. Like I thought. Like, I thought that there would be at least a little bit more debris, like, from, from the, like, from the, which, which, uh, like, from District 13, I mean, District oh. 12, like, some district, de- debris from the, oh my gosh, words, <laughs> I'm just, whatever, um, all right, <laughs> Yes, debris from the bomb district, like in the Victor's Village. I mean, I guess it wasn't 
as clear in the book, but like I thought there would at least be like some debris. Yeah, I get like, that. Even though, even if the Victor's Village wasn't like hit as bad, maybe that was just like me and. But the movie made that clear. Yeah. Oh yeah. I also think that the, they did a really good job with like the skulls, um, and like the dead bodies. Like, because there's the part where she steps on the one head and, like, I remember Sophia when we were watching, it was like, ew. So that was good, that it got a reaction. Like, it was definitely very provocative in that sense. Um, But I think they did a really good job with District 12. Um, The one thing I was like, I can't remember, am I just remembering this incorrectly? I thought they said that they didn't bomb the Justice Building, but maybe did they bomb the Justice Building? I don't know, because, like, like, because I think, like, when I was, like, kind of saying, like, with the, the, like, the Victor's Village, like, I, like, I still think, like, some of the debris would have overlapped, so, like, yeah. maybe, even yep. if they didn't bomb the Justice Building, there could have still been some damage, and, like, the sign could have still fallen over. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, you're, just, you're right, like, um, Victor's Village was very clean, which was a little weird. Like, cleaner. Like, I would have, when they said it in the book, I was like, oh, like, there's still some pieces, but, like, the houses are fine. But no, it was, like, perfect over there. Like, it just looked, like, completely normal. Yeah. Which seemed a little off. But, like, overall, I think they did a really good job. Um, yeah. Okay. So, those were, that's it for the set and scenery. So, now we're going on to some, basically, an overarching theme of plot changes or, like, just things that are not the same as the books and we probably have forgotten some of them so guys if if you don't if you're like oh they didn't talk about this and you want us to talk about it or if you're just like oh they didn't talk about it and you want to remind us so that we feel dumb um because i wrote this at like 11 o'clock at night please email in our email is capital.chatter.pod all lowercase oh at gmail.com all lowercase so please we would love to hear from you guys. But so we're going to start with things that were removed. So things that were in the books and were just completely gone from the the movie. So first off, very small scene, but it's like one of my favorite scenes of the book. Um, and it's the whole scene where it's like, we just saw Finnick O'Dare in his underwear. And none of that happens. So that was sad. And it wasn't important to the plot. I kind of agree with what you said earlier, where it was like a bonding moment for Katniss and Boggs. So I'm sad that we didn't get that. Also, like, I love Finnick, so I just want to, I think that he deserved more screen time. But whatever. Yeah, so that was one. Next one is the prep team. Emerson, can you do you want to talk about this for a second? Uh, uh, why? I don't know, because I feel like I just talked about Finnegan. I don't know. Do you have anything to say about the prep team? Because, like, remember there was the whole thing where they got, like, starved and they were chained up and everything, and none of that is in there anymore. Yeah, you barely even see the prep team. Yeah, I don't even know if they're there. Like, I think you, like... 
I don't think they actually say anything. I think they're just kind of like there and they help her put her clothes on and then. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, but I think it's sad that they're gone because um, I think it's sort of like with them, it sort of shows the more brutal side of District 13 and like it then when PETA does his interview and is like, do you actually know who you're working for or whatever? And, like, it makes her question it more. But here it's like, oh, like, District 13 is great. So I think that's a bigger one that should have been in there because I think it's important. Um, yeah. All right. So now we have some added things. So things that weren't in the books but were in the movies. Um, so first is Katniss talking to President Snow when the rescue is going on. And these two sort of go together, but we can do them one at a time. So, yeah. When Candace is like, President Snow? President Snow? That one? Yeah. Obviously, none of that is in the book. Um, what do you think about it being added? Do you think it added value? or? I think it was uh, honestly kind of, like, annoying. Yeah, agreed. Cause she's just like saying it over and over and over again and it's like yeah I feel like they went on a little bit too long with that like I get her saying it a couple times but like after you thought like oh now she's he's gonna answer like he did not answer for another full minute and you're like okay like we get it and then she just keeps saying it's like annoying. yeah um, but I, I think it was interesting because it gave a little foreshadowing when he's like, oh, like, I already know that your friends are in the um, place or whatever. And then the fact that they made it out is sort of like foreshadowing, like, oh, how did they make it out? Like, he knew that they were there this whole time and stuff. So I think that's a little, that's like the only value that I see that it has. Otherwise, it's just sort of like, oh, like, Katniss talked to President Snow. So, yeah, that's kind of all I have there. And then the other one is that sort of goes hand in hand with this is the whole rescue sequence. Because in the books, we don't, we see it all from Katniss's perspective. So we just see her waiting around until they show up. But here it's like the part where they're um, like walking around and they're seeing like, what is all this stuff? And I think that's kind of interesting because it shows, well, we won't talk about this yet, but it's just like, overall, it was like, um, it, I feel like it gave the movie more suspense. So um, that was definitely like a theatrical element that they put in there. But I don't know. What did you think of that whole sequence where they were like running around and like, oh, my God. Um. I think you're right, it added suspense, but, like, I mean, I think it was a little, like, it might have been a little bit better that Katniss, like, like, she found out about it, and then she's just, like, waiting around, and then, like, and then, like, when they come back is when she, like, I don't know, is when she, like, it's like all excited and whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like what I feel like the 
people, the directors of the movie could have done it sort of from Katniss's perspective. So it's like the viewers are Katniss where we're just waiting and we don't know what's going to happen. Um, yeah, I feel like both, sorry, I just like, I feel like both are kind of at like good ways to build suspense. Agreed. I feel like if they could have done it the other way and it would have been good too. So I don't know, but like, I'm not complaining. It was still fun to sort of be like, ooh, like they're in the capital, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. All right. And then, so these are just changes overall where it's like, it's still there, but it happens in a different way. So the one thing is, um, I remember when we started the movie, we were, everyone was like super confused because we were like, what is going on? Like, um, because the movie starts before the book starts, like technically timeline wise, like the movie starts and then they send her to District 12 versus the book starts where she's already in District 12. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was like a little different. I don't know how much. Um, I don't know. It was kind of like nice to see the little transition from like, how did she get here? You know? Mm -hmm. But like, I don't know. I don't know that it added much value. I think that at this point, they were trying to extend this movie out um, in basically whatever way they could. Because I don't think, basically my final opinion on this movie is I don't think they should have split the last book. Um, I think that it was sort of more of like a money thing. Like, oh, we can make more money if we have two video movies. But like, that means that this movie, like Mockingjay Part 1, is kind of a bore to watch. Yeah. I don't know. What did you what did you think about the movie overall, Emerson? Uh I thought that it was kind of like I think you're right. It was a little boring, but and like there are stuff they should have done and could have done better that they just did not. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like a little cheap like oh we just want to make some money off of this before the grand finale um i don't know i don't like this this is the least of favorite of all my movies or not of all my movies but all of these movies yeah and i i will say that mockingjay part two has more action and it's just better so it's just better and Peta will be back Yay. Yay, kind of. So that brings us to our last thing. Sorry, y'all, I told you this was going to be short. Um, Emerson, do you have any theories for the second half of this book? Uh, no. Well, um, no. None at all? I know no. you, read the, you read the first chapter. Uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That's okay. But... I don't know. We have to see where the whole thing PETA was left on the biggest cliffhanger, obviously. Yeah. But then there's just the whole thing of like, okay, but where do we go? Like, now that Katniss has PETA back, in theory, she should be able to keep performing as the Mockingjay now that President Snow does not have him in his clutches. So, like, we just sort of got to see where she goes with being the Mockingjay. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Otherwise, it was, like, an okay movie. I don't know. 
it was a it was kind of a yawn. We didn't do a big party or anything. It was really, really chill. Um, do you have anything else to say about Mocking J Part One? No. No? Alright. Um, then I guess that's kind of it. Sorry, listeners. This is a short episode today. But that finishes off today's episode of Capital Chatter. And remember... Panem today. Panem tomorrow. Panem forever. To learn more about Capital Chatter, visit our website. If you have thoughts about what we discussed this week, email us at capital.chatter.pod at gmail.com, all lowercase. If you're enjoying our podcast, leave us a rating. Thanks!